This is Jerry G. Martin. Welcome to our broadcast today, and we are excited to bring you messages on marriage and families. There are so many couples who are at a point where they are allowing their marriage to disintegrate primarily because we do not have God at the center of our marriages and we don't know how to relate properly one to the other. The Bible tells the husband to love his wife. The Bible tells the wife to respect her husband. We're talking about that today as we share points on how to build each other up and keep your marriage alive and well. As always, thank you for joining us and keep us in prayer as we share these messages. Come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Why is there no command for the wife to love her husband? You know why? Because God created that woman to love. All the love songs are written for the women. All the greeting cards are made for the women. You can't find a greeting card from a woman that's going to go to her husband and says, Honey, I respect you so much. Because they're written by women. I love you with all of my heart. They don't say I respect you. Find a greeting card that says I respect you. They all say I love you. God made the woman to love. Her whole approach to nurture, her sensitivity, her love, her compassion are all part of her very nature. She's loving these children. She's loving this man. She's loving this husband. God created her to love, so why should he tell her to do something she was already created to do? And that's natural for her. That's natural for her to love. That's why when when you meet a man, uh, he talks that love talk and that draws you to him. He says, I love you, baby. You're beautiful. So you, you're listening for that in the conversation. So men uh, address that when we're courting. But we're in a courting mode. That's on our agenda. We're courting, so we got to do what we need to do to get you. And so we tell you all the things we know you need to hear in order to come our way. And then once we get married, we're in the married mode. But you want us to stay in the courting mode. You want us to keep telling you that we love you. You say, well, that's over. We married now. (laughs) But we say, no, no, no. I still want that love. I want that attention that I got. God designed the woman to love. He's not going to command her to love her husband when he created her to do that in the first place. Now, in Titus chapter 2, verse 4, Paul talking to the church in Titus, he says, older women are to encourage younger women to love their husbands. But in this passage, Paul uses the Greek word, not agape, he used phileo. Have that brotherly love towards your husband as well. The point is that a young wife is created here to agape the husband, but the daily wear and tears of life and all of the responses and all the interaction that we do, we can be, the women can become discouraged to the point that she might lack filio. We don't get along together in this, in this kinship. A, a kind of impatience and unfriendliness can come over her. And he says, now, you were commanded to respect him, but you also need to have some filio. We know you're going to have some love. She may have periods of negativity towards her husband. These periods of negativities are clinically known as PMS. 
PMS is the pre-murder syndrome. <laughs> I'm about to kill him, Pastor. <laughs> I done bought the rat poison. <laughs> now, man, if you see some rat poison in your house without any rats, as I looked on these scriptures, I realized that if a husband is commanded to love the wife, then the God recognizes that she truly needs love. He said she needs that love. She's going to be giving it out. Now it needs to be replenished. Our primary function as husbands is to love our wives. But not only is the husband commanded to love his wife, the wife is commanded to respect her husband. These are commands. Just as much as the wife needs love, the husband needs respect. Wives, when the men hear negative criticism, it doesn't take long for that husband to start interpreting that criticism as contempt for who they are as a man. It's contempt for who I am. You, you just, see, for the women, they ain't criticizing, they're just talking. There was a survey we did that asked men, what are the three words you hate to hear your wife say? And those three words are, we got to talk. Think about it. When you tell your husband we got to talk, it's never good. It's never positive when you say we got to talk. To him, that comes across like mama used to say, when you get home, you're going to get a whooping. <laughs> you saying we got to talk, he hears you finna catch a whooping. And you wonder by the time you talk, he's already defensive because he already knows what's coming. Put it, let me put it this way. If there's something positive that you want to say and say, hey, I want to just tell you that I was thinking about you today and I was just thinking about what a wonderful man you are and how, how blessed I am to have you as my husband. You're not going to call him and say, when we get home, we got to talk. So you can tell him that. You're just going to tell him. But when you say we got to talk, he already knows what that means. So he comes home with his helmet on, his shoulder pads, face guard, to get ready to catch that whooping. Well, I was going to say all the men are say amen, but I ain't going to get y'all in trouble either. But you'll recognize this women, because he's going to say, I don't deserve this kind of talk. In his mind, he may say, everybody else respect me except you. There's a man that said, I, I have a powerful position at my job. Everybody says, yes, sir. Everybody's kind. Everybody accommodates and, and treats me with respect. But when I get home, my wife treats me with disrespect. But she's, to her, she's just short, short, share, she, to her, she's just sharing her thoughts out of love. She doesn't look at it as criticism. But the husband hears it differently. He often hears disrespect. And then he distanced himself to prevent things from escalating, which to him is the honorable thing to do. He backs up and get quiet and don't say anything. You think now he don't want to talk. He's just trying to keep from going over the top. He doesn't want to fight verbally and he doesn't want to fight physically. But the wife looks at it as a failure to communicate and a failure Somebody's shaking their head saying, yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> well, he don't talk. Well, you don't want him to say nothing. 
at that time. The wife sees that a failure to communicate and a failure to be loving. The man says, I ain't finna pour no more gasoline on this fire. But nobody teaches us. Marriage is the only license you can get where you don't get any demonstration of the knowledge before you get the license. Any other license you get, you got to show some knowledge of the subject matter. If you're going to be in the uh, nail business and, and pedicure business, you got to prove that you know how to do that before you can get a license. You don't have to prove anything before you get a marriage license. Just show up and pay. And they say, okay, get together. No, he had no training, no discussion, no understanding of how people work out together. And then we just get thrown in there and we got to try to make it work. But this is what works in that communication. Wonder why your husband is not saying anything because uh, sometimes uh, he's going to, most of the time he's going to lose that verbal communication battle because he can't out talk you. <laughs> there are some women who's going to get the last word in on an echo. <laughs> we just give up and just say all right and let it go. You don't have to shut down, don't say nothing. <laughs> I think there was a woman that said that. <laughs> a major part of the answer for married couples is learning how to decode each other's messages. When a wife is complaining or criticizing or crying, she's often sending a coded message that says, I want your love. And she's not talking about sex when she say that. You know, she says, I want your love. Okay, all right. That's what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> That's not what she's talking about at the moment. Whenever a husband is speaking harshly sometimes or sometimes not speaking at all, he may be sending that coded message that I want your respect. As we close, let's look at our text one more time. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present herself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle, and any other blemish but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife love himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united. Say united. united. Be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. It was Jesus who gave himself up as a sacrifice for all of those who were lost. He came all the way down from heaven and came as a man and walked the earth. I'm here to tell you today that it was early one Sunday, but he started off on Friday. They took him down to the judgment hall. 
they spit on him and they took their whip and they beat him until he bled. And then they took him before Pilate. They accused him of everything, but he was not guilty. And I'm here to tell you that they put him up on a cross. They hung him high. What else did they do? They stressed him wide. He died for our sins. Hallelujah. They put him in a borrowed tomb. You know, he borrowed it because he didn't need it that long. But I tell you, but early, what day was it? He did what? He had all what? Where was it? In his hand. Yeah, yeah. This is Jerry G. Martin, and as always, we are so excited about you joining us on today's broadcast. This is the time of the month that people are focused on Valentine's, and it's called the month of love and a day of love. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him will not perish but shall have everlasting life. This was the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ that gave himself up for us. And when we talk about love, and we're going to be sharing that with you for the next several days, we're going to talk about what it means to be sacrificial and giving yourself up for others. We're going to talk about some biblical characters and their relationships and how it played out. Some was love and some was lust. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to listen to it again in its entirety, you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Just click on podcast and you can hear it again. Or you can go directly to our podcast with The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can download the podcast directly to your device and hear these messages at your own convenience. As always, I invite you to be our guest. We are meeting in person every Sunday at 16161 Old Umber Road. Pastor Jackie is in a series right now about love and marriage. So come on out and join us. You can join us on live streaming at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings on lowcf.org. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.